When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Farmer, and I'm joined by Justin Labar and Raj Geary. And guys, it's Labor Day weekend, and this is a labor of love, watching WWE Raw and chatting all about it. Guys, I think the most, the biggest news, we just got to jump right into this. Did you guys have a fantasy football draft this weekend? How'd that go? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mine's, Mine's tomorrow. I did. I did. Mine is public. It's out there on my Twitter. How do you how'd you feel about it, though, Rod? You feel good? Uh, you know what? Dak Prescott is my quarterback, and that could be hit or miss. Oh, you're going to be the uh, shits, then. <laughs> I was killing it last season with Dak. If he's 100%, I'm, I'm feeling good. You can't, you can't go with last year's numbers. you got to go I with know. the new stuff. I always finish a solid middle of the pack every time, <laughs> just right there in the middle. You know, you know. Two years ago, on the report card that they send you on how you did with your draft picks, I got like a D minus, and I won, or I came in second place for the the season last year. I was number one with my draft picks, and I came in close to dead last. Granted, a lot of that had to do with Dak getting injured, but yeah. When I get the report card, if it's good, I'm always like, yeah, I did pretty good. If it's bad, I'm like, it doesn't know what it's talking about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Whatever it does, I'm, it's whatever. I, I just try to make it good for myself here. But uh, Justin, yours is tomorrow. How are you feeling about it? Are you excited? You got you got oh. your uh, – been doing yeah. your mock drafts ready to go? No, I don't do the mocks. I'm excited. I've been – this is the same league that I've been in since 2001. Yeah. And we've, oh. only, and we've only had like maybe – uh, there's 12 of us in it. I think nine of the teams have been the same since 01. There's only been three, you know, substitutions. I mean, every year, hundred bucks put in. Used to be we do the draft live, big draft board. Now it's you know, obviously, just all, everything's moved to virtual. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Uh, I, I have a rule though. I, that's with Raj. I have a rule. I I, I will not uh, draft, gamble, or do anything to rely on a Dallas Cowboy. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't bring. I I try. I try to. I try to bet with my head and not my heart. But when it comes to that, I just can't even. I don't even touch it. Even Zeke, you wouldn't take Zeke. I can't stand the Cowboys. Well, I'm a lifelong Washington fan. I can't stand Dallas, so it just doesn't. All right, all right, all right. It is. You know, I I I can't fault you because I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan, and it's hard for me to pick a 49er. It's hard for me to pick a some from the Rams or uh, from the um, uh, uh, Cardinals. Uh, See, I'm like that with the Seahawks because I. We were watching that Super Bowl where they came and pulled down the pants of every Bronco. <laughs> you know, that was around. Yes. Just de-pantsed us. <laughs> yeah. It was embarrassing. <laughs> that was one of the greatest days of my life. As a, as a <laughs> it just started. I mean, like the first, uh, the first score was a safety. It was like, what's going on? This, this is ridiculous. Oh, you guys have had enough wins. It's okay. That was our only one. I was at that Super Bowl where the Broncos won, and they haven't been at the playoffs since. <laughs> uh, but 
speaking of Super Bowls and, and things like that, before we get into Raw, we have to chat about a show that happened last night, happened in Chicago, a show called All Out. Some of you may have heard of it. A couple of fellas showed up at the end of the show. One of them by the name of Brian Danielson. The other one is Adam Cole Bebe. This, I feel like, of all the things that have happened between AEW and WWE, this, to me, felt like one of the biggest AEW has arrived moments. Uh, Raj, I know you chatted all about it last night on the uh, the after show. Uh, any any thoughts on their contracts or bringing them in or a- anything you want to share with us? Yeah, I mean, they're all, obviously, they're all signed. Uh, it was, man, that was an awesome pay-per-view last night. You know, I... I felt coming off of it like it's on a high. Like it was like, man, I I miss how wrestling was like that back in the day, like in the '90s, where you just had that buzz after a pay per view. And you know, WWE does it too. They have they've had fantastic pay per views this year, but I thought last night was amazing. Yeah, Justin, for me watching this, obviously CM Punk's a big signing. Ruby Soho was a big signing. Brian Danielson's a big signing. I want to get your thoughts on Adam Cole, though, who, to me, for some reason, that one felt like the the biggest shot fired of a signing from a w, from the WWE. Uh, what did you feel watching these guys come out, or what were you thinking when they made their debut? Uh, tons of energy, tons of excitement. I mean, it, it is a must-see feel right now with AEW. I mean, I got just thinking about this Wednesday, and – they won't unload everything in that two hours, but I mean, there are so many follow-ups uh, and and first promos you want to hear and and, and if, you know see what the first matches are going to be. Obviously, Punk's at his now, but yeah, there's there's, a, there's an excitement to it. Uh, is Adam Cole the biggest shot, the biggest surprise? I, I guess it just depends on uh, what your vantage point. You know, you can make the argument that yeah, he's been most most recently he was the most active in the company. Granted, it was NXT. But uh, most active just as of you know, two weeks ago. Um, but then you can also make a case of saying, look, you know, Daniel Bryan's a guy who, uh, you know, arguably one of the most over organically over baby faces they've had uh, aside from a guy named John Cena. <laughs> and, you know, so you have a Brian. And then you also look at the political aspect of Brian or not political, but the, the personal life of Brian. I always thought that one would be a little bit more tricky because, you know, he's, he's married to a Bella. The Bellas are always going to be ambassadors and part of that WWE family and, and, and what have you. Uh, obviously, the, the Bella's mother, she's uh, Kathy. She's married to John Laurinaitis, who's a WWE executive. So, you know, there's a lot of personal ties. So I always thought that one might be a little trickier to see if he, in fact, would sign somewhere else. He has. Um, you know, business is business. Family's family. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, this is this is a fun time to be a wrestling fan, and AEW has a ton of momentum. I think with, with Adam Cole, the reason it feels like the biggest shot is because I, I, I get your point about Brian Danielson and, of course, CM Punk, but I, I, Adam Cole was the one they tried to keep from and, what and I And Daniel heard. Bryan. And yeah. Brian Danielson. I, I, didn't, I thought he just... It, maybe no, they were trying to keep him. They were trying to keep both, yeah. Oh, well, then there you go. Maybe Brian Daniels <laughs> is the biggest one. What do I know? But but to your point, Jack, uh, yeah. Adam Cole's 32. He's got a ton of mileage left on him. You know, Brian Danielson, he, he's not old by any means, but right. he's, you know, he's, he's not a, a spring chicken. He's got some miles on him. Right. Uh, 
but uh, something uh, that, about that show, and I, I don't want to rehash it too much because, of course, you got, we chatted about it last night, but some of that AEW, and I think I said this on Twitter, that they do so good, and I felt like this show really embodied it, is AEW shows are just, like, fun to watch. Like, they have, of course, they're good guys and they're bad guys and things like that, but no matter what happens, I feel like the whole time, like, this is so much fun where you watch some other shows – and sometimes it's depressing watching it, you know? So it's just like, oh, man, I, this person's great. Oh, they got beat up. Oh, this person's a good guy. Like, there's so many times you're watching things, like, with WWE, and you're just like, oh, it's so depressing, or it's so sad, or it's so dark and dismal, as opposed to even even when, like, Kenny Omega's getting the win, you're like, this is a fun situation. This is fun to watch. And You, you watch yeah. AEW, and, and you get the feeling of, like, the they don't overcomplicate it. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, you can make arguments at times, and sometimes there's maybe a little... Too many kickouts at two, things like that. Yeah, there's, yeah. Or, there's or there's a lack of certain details and certain things right. or whatever. Or or, or, the, or they expected people to watch Dark or watch Being the Elite to catch right. these little things to piece the story. But, but by and large, they don't overcomplicate things. It's pretty easy to follow along, and it's, and it's, it's, just, it's just easy to understand. Um, versus again, if you want to hold side by side, a lot of things WWE does where it's like, why? Well, it doesn't have to be that hard. Uh, and you know, you just see, you know, a simple, a simple the way they ended the show last night. You know, it was not the way I predicted. If in fact I thought Punk was going to go on last, uh, but they put the belt on last, the world title belt. So nice old school move. I'm sure it's something that Punk was in favor of. So you put Omega and Christian out there, and then you know, again, some logic and some WWE booking would say you don't stack two uh, surprises right there. But if you look at it, it's like, well, you know, one surprise was Brian was kind of like punk. It was kind of like, again, another worst kept secret. Everybody kind of, you know, it was, it was heavily rumored, you know, oh, Brian was going to be there at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Nope, now it's been pushed up to all out. So it's kind of like everybody's already kind of waiting for the Brian one. Not that his pop still great, but they're already waiting for it. So in that regard, it was cool that, okay, the first time the lights go down and you think, okay, this is going to be Brian. No, you get an Adam Cole. And, you know, so like it. It goes against some other logic that, that WWE or other companies might use, and, and I, even against my logic on if somebody pitches that to me and said, hey, we're going to put both surprises within a matter of 60 seconds of each other, I would go, eh, you're going you're gonna to kill right. you're gonna, you're gonna kill that. But the, the way they did it was very simple, and then when, as you watch it ex- execute, you're like, well, damn, I guess it does work because everybody already kind of assumed Brian was there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Joey, Joey, I mean, kind of sums it up in a lot of ways. <laughs> AEW is a college party. <laughs> WWE is a family Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's a that's a great way to put it. That's totally a good honest. way to put it. That is a good way to put it. Uh, yeah, as um, look, there are things that drive me nuts about AEW. Um, you know, like what we just we talked we've talked about so many times. Kicking, you get you get shot in the face. You're kicking out at two, burying uh, the refs. Burying, yeah, you, you can well, do whatever lack, you want. Lack of rules, yeah, yeah, rules. exactly. And this it's not a DQ, but it. it that like last night's show, it just felt live. It felt like Attitude Era ish. Like those shows, you go back and watch those shows, man. People are on their feet the whole time. Uh, it was it was just awesome, and uh, I, I you know I I'm, I'm hoping WWE uh, will turn it up a little bit. SmackDown's been good, and I, I can't say anything about that. But I look at tonight's Raw. For the most part, I thought tonight's Raw sucked until the last 10 minutes. I thought the ten minutes, last 10 minutes were good. Uh, but outside of that, I thought the show tonight was uninspired completely. 
before we get to Raw, real quick, the final thought I think I can kind of here's what here's what I kind of look at with AEW and WWE. It feels like WWE in terms of are they going to respond, Raj? Are they going to like kick it up a notch? It feels like WWE, whether whatever is internal is internal, but like publicly, they're going to kind of just like, oh, we're just going to keep doing our thing. We got our TV rights money. Oh, let, let's keep letting them sign people up. We've seen this story before. They're gonna they're gonna run the the. It feels like they're gonna keep saying we don't have to do anything. They're gonna hurt themselves. We don't have to do anything. And then it's like one day they're gonna wake up and they're gonna go, oh my god, Dynamite just beat Raw in viewership. And then it's gonna be like, okay, well now what? <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I think it, I, I saw it compared on Twitter, but for me, this did kind of have that Bash at the Beach '96 feel to it, where it feels a little bit like maybe some momentum is starting to build with AEW in the can they compete with Raw? At, you know, and I don't think they're going to do it tomorrow this week. I don't think they're going to beat them this week, but I could see if if nothing changes on the WWE side of things, I could see AEW catching up in the ratings. I could see them continuing to grow and continuing to build a fan base. We'll see because this past week, AEW, they were back down to below the numbers they were doing before Punk was there. So, um, you know, Punk, he's his welcome has been worn out a little bit. I feel like they need to put him in something interesting now. The Darby thing, it's nice, it's fun, it's it's cute, but it, it hasn't gotten people excited. And I think they need to move on to something exciting for Punk. I think with Brian Danielson, you know, people get upset with Brian Danielson feuding with Kenny Omega right off the bat because he doesn't have the win-loss record or whatever. But fuck that. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. it's business over rankings. You take the business first and, and, and that's the way you should go. And, and you know. Again, as much as as much as wrestling fans hate hearing this and they hate the, the philosophy that WWE subscribes to, there is something to grabbing a hold of casual mainstream fans, and so it makes you wonder. Okay, Adam Cole or CM Punk, how many their fan base were they? Was their fan base already watching? Like, like you know, Daniel Bryan. You know, he's 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 the guy that most recently has main evented WrestleMania out of that bunch. Again, he's the guy that maybe has a little bit of mainstream crossover. He's been on. The reality shows, his yes stuff got very mainstream, mainstream crossover. Like, can they can, again? Can they capture people that just stopped watching wrestling altogether? Um, that's yeah. That'll be a question. Yeah. And uh, personally, I get why people say you need to get the rankings and stuff like that. But as the great poet Batista says, "Give me what I want, and I want to see that match. Just give it to me." I think. And and Raj, maybe to your point. Something that they're good at, AEW's really good at, is sort of like letting us know when a big thing is going to happen. But then sometimes it, I think it lets us know when we can tune out a little bit. And I think that's why last week some of their ratings dropped because I think a lot of people are like, well, the big reveals are going to happen at All Out. So I'll just wait till All Out to, to watch. Yeah, I don't know, man. I thought, I thought uh, Wednesday's Dynamite was stacked. I felt like from, from top to bottom, it was the go-home show. It was fast-moving. Yeah, that was a very but, disappointing rating, I thought. Uh, yeah, but, but, it's a, say. but it is a go home, so all the, you know all they're going to do is just final sell for the matches. I think to Jack's point, you, you, like I, I felt that watching Wednesday and having to go into this podcast, I was like, well, yeah, there's the, the, it's it is just going to be give me your best promo to sell this match, sell, sell. So you know this one now but those usually one, do the best. Yeah, well, if this Wednesday's number doesn't explode then there's well it has to be up this Wednesday because yeah. you're coming off the of Daniel Bryan. It, it's really two weeks from now where are we going to be. Like, yeah. do they put Daniel Bryan? I, and and granted, this is going to take me a while to start ta- calling him Brian Danielson again. Yeah. But do we put him in a spot where 
it's uh, it, 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 it's prolonged. It's not just a one-week thing. And same as Adam Cole. So we'll have to see. Because CM Punk, honestly, I think... It hasn't been that intriguing since the since his first appearance. The first appear the first appearance was great, and then since then it's been meh. He's also Let's been in Chicago and Milwaukee, which is his home region. Let's see how he does when they get to somewhere completely yeah. opposite. Right, Henderson, Kentucky. It's not going to be. <laughs> Henderson, <laughs> that's they, that's they, where I was born. Oh, I was, was going to say they have, they have an arena in Henderson, Kentucky. <laughs> what a random call out, but okay. Henderson, Kentucky. shout out Henderson, Kentucky. I was born uh, in Henderson, Kentucky. If we we could have sat here all night and Raj could have played, I know Raj, I knew you weren't born in Denver. I knew you were from somewhere else in the country. But if if we would have played all night, guess where Raj was born? No one. Henderson, no, Henderson, no one. Kentucky would have been like the last state I think yeah, of. I don't think I would have even guessed a Kentucky state. If there's mu- multiple choice with four options, no one would have picked that. No. It would have taken at least five guesses to get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in the chat, we, ha- we have uh, David Mont- uh, Montalvo. Montalvo? David Montalvo? So, oh, let me know if I get your name right. Uh, he says, Justin's team doesn't even have a name. Go Cowboys. So it's football be- team. It's, well, I actually, I actually like what Washington football team is the name. Like, it's got a soccer. Sucks. Just call him Washington. They'll announce the new one next year. Just call him Washington. I, I Washington. think football team has a, like a soccer feel to it. Like, I don't know. I like it. Raj, have you ever gone back to Henderson, Kentucky? Have they given, have they given you like the key to the city? <laughs> are you are you the most, are you the most accomplished person to yeah. come out of? Yeah, I must be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Let's call the five people who live there. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost all our viewers from Henderson, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> They're just disgusted. <laughs> Both of them. Uh, <laughs> Party Up Gaming says that Adam Cole theme is amazing. I love always it. is. He always has the best themes. Yeah. His yeah. undisputed era theme is still my favorite NXT theme. Yeah. They should have just paid for the rights to that one. No. But, uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't see that happening. <laughs> Uh, and then JJ Smith says Monday Night Football is back next week. AEW beating Raw may come sooner than expected. Uh, I don't really follow ratings. How far down does Raw's ratings go during football? You a- know what? Last year it wasn't that much. As usually it's like a ten percent dip. Last year it wasn't as much, and I think just because we're getting down to kind of the core audience. And so I don't, it's not happening. I don't see AEW unless there's a monster game and AEW puts on a monster show that week, like the debut of Bray Wyatt and they tease it beforehand. Even that, I don't know if it's going to beat Raw. I I don't, I don't see AEW beating Raw anytime soon. This past week, I mean, Punk, if they were going to beat Raw, Punk would have been the guy to move them in that direction. And and that hasn't happened. Yeah, because I think how much Raw's like... 1.8 1.8 or something like that 1.7 am i right or am i thinking yeah right? it's in that 1.7 to 1.9 million range you know yeah. a, a big number is over two now um but their yeah. their 18 to 49 demo you know it's in the 0.5s uh aew dynamite last week I, I don't have the numbers on me but i think it was 0.35 so and i think yeah. raw was a 0.54 something something like that I, again i don't have it in front of me but it, it's it's a big difference. Yeah, they'd have, cause, so it's basically like double. Like they'd have to AEW would have to or like double their numbers, or Raw would have to get cut in half, or somewhere in the middle there. Yeah, I mean that's the big thing has been the closing of the gap is more Raw losing 
than AEW gaining because they've been kind of in that point three eighteen to forty nine demo rating for a while. Yeah, and uh, again, we'll we'll see with Daniel Bryan is is he a bigger deal than CM Punk? I thought CM Punk would be the biggest difference maker uh, of all the free agents, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I think maybe what I think and the reason I think it's such a big deal is I just think having all three of them right now is something that now makes it seem like, OK, AEW's a real thing for the more casual fans. Like, oh, there's all these people who I know are there now. It's not just a bunch of no offense to anyone else who's there, but it's not just a bunch of un, unknown indie guys. But now, oh, there's a lot of people I've heard of. There's a Jericho, there's CM Punk, there's Adam Cole, there's Brian Danielson, there's for whatever you want to say, there's Paul White, the big show, all these people who I've seen before on WWE, uh, as opposed to just people who I've never heard of from small places. It's a, it's a legitimate threat now. And, and, you know, I think people bring up TNA had more viewers or whatever, but the number of viewers has changed so much like TV viewers and how people consume content. I think the more realistic thing is what percentage of the raw audience was impact getting back in the day. When they did 2 million viewers one or two times, Raw was doing 5 million viewers. So they're doing like 30, 40%. You know, AEW now, it's getting, you know, consistently, it, it's it's a pretty substantial percentage of the Raw uh, audience. So it's way more it, it's way more impressive than what Impact way, was doing. And the way that AEW tours is impressive. The, the fact yeah. that they, you know, when they go to most of these places, you know, they... They don't have to. They don't struggle too much to. They don't always sell out, but they but they sell pretty well in all of these buildings. And granted, they're smart. They're not going for all the buildings that WWE normally run. They're going for buildings that are the next tier below. They go to a lot of the university uh, buildings and and ones that you know maybe it's like ten thousand max versus WWE going to buildings that might be fifteen to twenty max. Right. Uh, and and, and like you know, TNA even you know TNA didn't really try too much touring and domestically, but they they even then I don't think they would have pulled that off. They they didn't have the organization, the live event, the marketing. You know AEW seems to have a lot of that stuff pretty well in place uh, with who they have in the office. I mean they sucked when they they tried to do house shows and things like that. It just it was a, a big failure, and so you know like when they tried moving the show live every week, that kind of killed the, the the promotion in a lot yeah. of ways. Uh, because the expenses, they could not get people in the building. It was just a, a disaster. Whereas AEW, they are consistently, again, to Justin's point, if they're not selling out the building, they're they're bringing in a good crowd. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, the chat says, Punk lit the fire, feels he's more backstage motivation now. Danielson and Cole feel like more of a in-ring uh, draw currently. Uh, maybe we'll see. We'll see. And then Brett Richardson says, funny fact, the mayor of Henderson, Kentucky is Steve Austin. <laughs> is the guy's name really Steve Austin? I actually believe that. <laughs> Maybe that, that could, actually could be true. <laughs> uh, it, it's the Steve Austin, actually. No, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Super fan says, is Tessa Blanchard still a big signing for AEW or WWE? Is she still on the market to join a promotion? That's She's on the market. Yeah, there was there was some dueling chants during the the casino battle royal, and it sounded like the the nos were winning. If you want to take that as a uh, yeah, look, I mean, look, they, look at the amount of women that have been signed by both promotions in the last twelve fourteen months since Tessa's been a free agent. I mean, I mean, she's a, she's a talent, and obviously she has a name, like you know her with the Blanchard name. But I mean, she hasn't been signed. I mean, it just makes you know there's. 
there's got to be a reason for that. So, yeah, I mean, there were the accusations out there, and if she said what people have, you know, what she's accused of, then hey, you got to own your decisions, and that's how it is. But if she didn't say it, like she's denying it, then you know, I I I, I think she'd be a fantastic addition anywhere. So, yeah, who knows? Yeah, she's definitely talented, um, but I, I know nothing about what. Uh, no one knows except no. for, yeah, yeah. So uh, Samuel in the chat says Raj AEW always go for long term payoffs. Just look at Miro now compared to his debut. Please give Punk a little more time before saying it's cold. Hey, Miro's not moving any ratings now, um, so I th- I think too what you're saying. If 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 I can jump in too. Sure. Because uh, it feels like since he came in, the whole thing was we can't wait to see him in the ring, and that's kind of all he's done. Is yep, I got my first match it all out, and so that has gotten stale. But now that it's happened, it's time to launch pad into an actual rivalry or something. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's it, this was the you you would have been my favorite wrestler when I was fifteen, and in respect, and you're one of the guys that AEW is built around, and this is wrestling, this is alternative, this is wrestling's fun again. Yeah, that was yeah. That was fine for the opening course of a few weeks. That's fine for the very first match. Yeah, you're right. Now he needs to get into. Now get let's get some blood and guts feud. Let's get some animosity. Let's get some let's get some heel face shit going. Yeah, yeah my thing is you had 1.6 million viewers at, at, or at the peak of when Punk came in on that rampage, and all these people, and they didn't get sucked in. You only have those opportunities once in a while to get all these, whether it's laps fans, whatever. But getting them to watch the product and then second, and WWE has been the worst at this. You know, Raw 25, they got, they had 4 million viewers. They did nothing on that episode. And, and the next week they were back to where they were. The SmackDown premiere, they did over four, I think they did 4 million viewers, right? I think it was like 4 million. It was a monster number. It was a monster number. And they didn't do anything that really caught people's attention to, to stick around for next week. And I just feel like with Punk, he he alone is not going to bring you in. You need to put him in something interesting. And uh, I, I feel like they haven't quite done that yet. Yeah. Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez says, Raj, is there any validity to the rumor that the pitch for Cole on the main roster was for him to be a heel manager on SmackDown? No way. I, I, I call bullshit on that. I don't. I, I don't know. I have not asked about that, but that sounds like complete bullshit. I mean, I would hope it is because, ugh, what a what a what a Adam Cole as a man. He's thirty two years old. What a I mean, yeah. tons of charisma. Looks great. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, I, I that that's our our AEW. Talk for slash WWE. There's a little WWE in there. (laughs) Uh, We go to uh, Raw, and you know, we always talk about how things aren't, uh, you know, it's repetitive and stuff, but I thought there was a lot of fresh stuff on this Raw, particularly HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre measured (laughs) ingredients and mouth watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Especially fall is busy, but HelloFresh recipes save time you'd otherwise spend meal planning 
shopping and chopping so you can get back to what matters. Speaking of which, Hello's Fresh's family-friendly menu is a big win for back-to-school season with easy, delicious recipes and drama-free dinners. Go to HelloFresh.com slash INC14 and use code INC14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That is HelloFresh.com slash INC14 using promo code INC14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. Guys, we've talked about HelloFresh before. I love it. I use it all the time, uh, particularly on Mondays where, again, I'm trying to watch the show, get the notes prepped, and uh, try to eat healthy. Uh, I know you guys are fans as well. It's convenient. Just, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just saying HelloFresh. That's convenient. I, <laughs> I, I, I endorse it. Please try it. I just uh, tweeted this dish i had the other night on HelloFresh. it's like a swedish meatballs with rice beans amazing it was so good um and HelloFresh is one of those things where no matter what i've had there hasn't been one where i'm like eh, i'll skip that one next time every dish has been awesome it takes the time away i like to cook but as you guys know, with the schedule this past these past couple of months, you can't. It's too crazy. So you you need a you need something fast, nutritious, healthy. HelloFresh is where it's at, and HelloFresh will deliver to you even if you're in Henderson, Kentucky. Even in Hen- oh. well, I don't know about that. <laughs> we don't, don't quote us on that. <laughs> uh, what I like about HelloFresh too is it makes me feel like I know how to cook. Kind of like how when I get uh, IKEA furniture and it comes all pre-set up and I can just plug it all together. And I'm like, hey, I built something. HelloFresh is kind of the same way. But then it breaks it breaks apart in like three days. <laughs> I didn't say it lasts, but right. I mean, during the but HelloFresh, like, HelloFresh, I'm like, hey, I look at this thing I made. I I, I must be a great cook i put this together and my daughters love it and they are the pickiest eaters you will ever find and they love it plus at the end of the day 14 free meals is ridiculous so uh definitely check that out again hellofresh.com slash inc14 uh but also real quick i want to thank everyone in the chat who's chatting along with us a i want to thank everyone who's been leaving reviews the five star reviews hit the like button the comments subscribing all that good stuff share the show with your friends as well now i know that was a fun segue into hello fresh but i honestly thought this was a good episode of raw oh shit i thought they had a bunch of good stuff now come on it's not gonna compare to all out that's a little unfair but uh... wait wait we got someone no, I don't know about this. It, prove it. We got to prove it. Yeah. I want, give me, give me a, give me a shot of your of your license. Crop out whatever you need to. I don't prove. even believe that Steve Austin rumor. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we can we can debunk that with a quick Google, but I I don't believe I don't believe we have anybody from Henderson, Kentucky. Watching. Jeff Lopez is saying he just looks Steve Austin. Obviously, not the same Steve Austin, but the mayor's name is Steve Austin. <laughs> Justin's Justin's looking into it. Uh, oh my god it is (laughs) luke Luke worm steve austin meet the mayor steve austin is a lifelong resident of henderson a graduate of holy name high school in henderson community college holy shit he furthered his education at yeah you know what man me and him might have been born at the same hospital (laughs) (laughs) me and steve austin you and steve austin (laughs) 
<laughs> there was only three people born there, Rod. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just a toilet know. bowl where you, you know, you just kind of. <laughs> it, it says before becoming mayor, he was employed by Henderson's daily newspaper, The Gleaner, for more than 40 years. I, I mean, yeah, he's he's got to be at least. Damn, D-Star. All right. How old are you, D-Star? I'm curious. We might have been there at the same time. Everyone was born at the same time. <laughs> I don't know why. Yes, for sure. There's one hospital. I would think. How old were you when you moved from Henderson? Three. Three. We moved to Owensboro, which is uh, where Johnny Depp was born. My sister was born there. Johnny Depp was born there. Really? I got to quit taking shots at Henderson. That's where all the stars are born. Actually, I think I was two, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Amin in the chat says, Mayor Ice Cold Steve Austin's. Oh, heavens, yes. <laughs> lukewarm. Lukewarm Steve Austin. I cannot believe I'm deep diving this hard on the city of Henderson. Kentucky.org <laughs> website right now. I found uh... Steve Austin's phone number and email address. Let's, let's call him. Let's get him up. <laughs> Steve Austin probably won that election because everyone saw the name and was right. like, I don't want to run against that guy. Yeah, no shit. It's like, oh, Stone Cold? There it goes. Oh, it's him? Okay. Uh, well. Raw. You liked Raw. I liked Raw. Again, it didn't come. I'm not going to say it's the same as all. It was a, it was a, it didn't keep the same energy as all out, but that's not a fair comparison. No. Uh, I will say I liked the start. I liked how it had the little quick uh, promos of all the tag teams from the tag team turmoil match. Kind of had that, uh, what was the show back in the day that used to do those? Was it Saturday Night Main Event or something where they'd always start with those? Uh, oh, those were great. Where they'd have the background music. The yeah. Yeah. It, it made, me, it made, made me feel like I was watching like an early 90s Royal Rumble, how they'd always start with all those quick pre-tapes of why I'm going to win the Rumble tonight. Yeah, I kind of like that. I thought that was a fun way to start it off. Um, but we we do that, and then we get into uh, RK Bro coming out, and uh, – Lashley comes out and calls out Orton wanting... Uh, Real yeah. quick, though, just I mean, Jack, uh, to your point, the tag titles have been treated like barely a step above the 24-7 title for, for years and years and years, and all of a sudden tonight we're spending an hour and a half on it. Oh, yeah, there's a, there a lot of time on it, but you got three hours to fill, <laughs> And there's a blink of an eye. Here's the thing. The rest of the Here's the thing, and this is and this goes against what I said earlier about how you know you got to try to find ways to grab grab kids, grab casual fans, whatever. Casual, uh, casual wrestling fans, and never mind just casuals in general. You're just trying to get to click on the USA Network. They don't care about tag team wrestling. Tag team wrestling is appealing to wrestling fans if you understand what's going on in a tag match and the idea behind building to a hot tag orton and riddle work because they are two very interesting characters and randy orton's randy orton's like but like to build a show around a tag team turmoil is 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 just not a response i don't know it's just not a ratings death yeah just real quick you have one second to answer this uh who are the nxt tag team champions uh, the NXT, it's a Not MSK. <laughs> SmackDown. No, uh, the Usos. <laughs> right, no, they're not, right? Oh, is it? Is it? Is the Usos still? Or did Street? Then they lose. Then they lose at SummerSlam. To I think the, it's Mysterios, right? Mysterios. Shit, <laughs> I'm already That's my point. But yeah, tag team wrestling. <laughs> uh, the tag team wrestling is exciting, but it's not. You don't build a show 
Oh, I don't know. I, this, this, right. Especially WWE, because they have trained you that tag team wrestling is not uh, top-level stuff. So, well, again, an hour and a half spent on matches. NXT UK, killing it. Who are the NXT UK tag team champions? Do they pretty, have tag? Pretty deadly, yeah. They're great. Yeah. They're, they would actually fit very well on Raw or SmackDown. They're, mm. they're a team that can make that jump. But uh, to your point, I get what you're saying. <laughs> why are we always arguing when we agree <laughs> i i will say there's so there's a couple the, the things i didn't like so i did like that there was a lot of teams out there it got a lot of them focused what i didn't like though is you're right i agree it went way too long uh for that opening thing because you start to lose interest and also I don't. They do this a lot, where the first team in goes through a bunch of people, but I feel like that just buries everyone along the way. Because if if the new day beat the Viking Raiders, then Jinder and Veer, then Mason T Bar, then you know uh, later I guess uh, Mansoor and Ali, like what does that say about those teams that just got? beat all in a row by this like in a gauntlet match basically that's that's my one takeaway also i didn't like that they broke it up because it basically made me say it made me feel like okay that first hour of raw i could have skipped because the end's not going to happen until later anyways that was weird because all of a sudden it's like okay this is done for now uh which they've never done that before usually when they do a gauntlet it's going straight through and uh uh, unless I'm missing something, but no, you know, the, the, the report was that Vince wasn't even there tonight. It, it definitely felt like it, this was wh- how much glue and tape can we use here to just get through a week. And so let's occupy two hours again by doing this tag team turmoil. And, and by say. the way, uh, a lot of people bring it up. Usos are the sm- SmackDown tag team champions. So. Ooh, so one of us should have known that. How do we not? I could have swore they lost it at SummerSlam. I thought so, too. I thought the Mysterious won. No? Am uh, I just is, imagining this? It is interesting. It's been a, run, it's been a rough couple weeks for wrestling. Oh, my God. Um, because it was that was actually the, the, the funniest thing is during the commercial uh, for Raw, and they were like, we find out the new number one contenders when these seven teams face off. And I was like, they have seven teams? Yeah, right. yeah. it's like dana brooke and mandy rose back i mean how, how are we doing this i mean seriously if you had said just name the teams without them showing us who they were i don't know if i could have done it i don't uh, think i can name seven tag teams period until tonight it's like oh okay yeah lucha yeah. brothers i mean not lucha brothers uh raj you and i must have watched a different SummerSlam because yeah we're wrong the usos did win at SummerSlam. yeah jeez uh the fans won at SummerSlam. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I, I did love uh, Big Kofi Cool's outfit, but it made me think that Xavier Woods he didn't he didn't go all the way. Scott Hall wears the uh, the underwear tights, not the pants tights. Yeah, he went halfway. And you need the music. The Wolfpack music has never been used on Raw or SmackDown. I wonder if there's a, a rights. Reason I don't think for so. Because it's on the network. If you put it on, they still have. I think that was created by WCW, so yeah. they own it. They that, need to put that on. That that theme slaps. I like that. Dun, one. Dun, 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 Don't dun, turn dun. it back on the wolf pack. Your body winds up in a <laughs> body, body bag. bag. It's the worst line. Dun, 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 dun. 
Uh, All right, here we go. Sam Austin, salute the Raw commentary team for their enthusiasm and surprise for three hours each and every week. Got to be one of the hardest jobs in WWE, right? Yeah. Uh, Jack, fill in the blank. Wolfpack is back, and it's... And the... I, I don't know what is that line. Wolfpack I know it's, is it back and it's mass destruction. Boys. Mass, mass destruction. destruction. That's Best to see the bad boys of wrestling. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I, knew, I, I knew the bad boys of wrestling, but that I realized I, I kind of mumbled through that part. <laughs> Jack Farmer was mumble rapping before mumble rap was a thing. Yeah. Ego learned everything from me. Clearly. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, so yeah, that happened. Raj couldn't take right. it He went to go find the song. He'll be back. Uh, but uh, while we're in, I don't know if I can do the uh, the chats without Raj here. But uh, uh, oh. yeah, um, um, I, I got this new mouse. It freaking sucks. It just keeps kicking me out. Uh, but mass well, destruction, yes. So uh, in the chat, Mister. Uh, four one two says I'm from Pittsburgh, but live in Tacoma, Washington. Go Steelers! Steelers versus Seahawks, ten seven twenty one. That's crazy. We have someone from Henderson, Kentucky, where Raj was born. I was born in Tacoma, Washington. Justin, where were you born? Are we gonna get? Uh... I live in Pittsburgh, but I was born. I grew up in Maryland. I was born in Landover, Maryland. So someone home of Survivor Series ninety five. You know what? When we moved to Virginia. We were one of the first houses we were looking at was Landover, Maryland. Landover, Maryland. And that's where uh, that's where the Washington football team stadium is at. It's where the old that's where the old arena was for the DC market that the WWE would go to in the nineties. That's where, yeah. where they'd go yeah. until until the MCI Center launched in ninety eight or ninety seven. They started doing Star the Gator. first wrestling show I've ever been to was Baltimore. Oh, that arena. That uh, Baltimore Arena, Hogan Baltimore versus arena. Savage. 1988. It was freaking amazing. Uh, you know what was amazing? <laughs> was, uh... Raw? <laughs> <laughs> Raw? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, Seamus versus <laughs> Drew McIntyre. My God. <laughs> you know, my notes say this match has been beaten to death, and I don't think these two would have it any other way. They love beating each other to death. We've seen it a million times. This is a good match, though, and I'm actually shocked. Sheamus got the win here. I, 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 I was surprised, too, but I could not care less about this match. I didn't really care with the result, but I will say I did make a note of saying Drew versus Sheamus doesn't get old watching the match itself. I, I always enjoy it because just because they're so physical. And they're, yeah. so, and they're, and they're, and they're and you know, you got a six foot five guy versus a six foot four. Like, it's physical, big, like, it's. I don't want to be sizes, but I, I appreciate just the physicality of these two, of two big guys. You know what? Just say the winner of this match gets Damian Priest at the pay-per-view. That you add stakes to it. It's not just a throwaway match. And I just felt like just felt like they were doing it for the sake of doing it, just to kill time. This uh, the, the biggest problem I had with Raw tonight is it felt like they were killing time the whole show. Like yeah, they had yeah. no, they they weren't moving. Like shit wasn't moving. It was just yeah. killing time. It felt like this was a way of let's get a show off again with Vince not being here. Yeah. Where we don't we don't have to have him calling us. We don't have to call him a, as 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 few times as we have to do this. We can just get this show off, and it yeah. won't be won't be anything to piss him off. Right. I I gotta say I like I agree with Justin. I like these guys always have good matches, but I am finding myself interested in McIntyre again because he's on a losing streak. 
and he attacks Sheamus after the match, I feel like we might be getting some of that old Terminator Drew McIntyre down the road. He needs something. I feel like he's a little stale. I I, I think I think we're getting something. I think something's going to happen here. I, I feel it. I feel it coming, and I and I'm ready to see Sheamus. And this they is did my favorite Sheamus has been in a long time. And they did say tonight that Sheamus and Damian Priest are at Extreme Rules. Yeah, they did say that, right? Yeah. 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 Do we have any Extreme Rules matches that have the stipulations <laughs> yet, or are they? Are we still waiting for? I, I mean. It, it, what has been like the the hardest core WWE match you've seen in the last few years? You know, it's, it's, it's Extreme Rules is such a it's such a rotten name for a pay per view now because they don't do anything crazy. They're more extreme on the other eleven pay per views out of the year than they are. Yes, like, like those like yeah. the tagline used to be Extreme Rules, the, the 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 most extreme night of the year for WWE. And it's like no, it's like I can watch this show and we'll they'll they'll stumble into a, a spot that was far more extreme than what you're gonna throw out there with your chairs match. <laughs> yeah. Chair, chairs uh, stairs match is the worst step I think ever. But they uh, they had an eye for an eye match at the well, yes, yeah, that, rules, was, so. that was the worst. Uh, if we don't get a, sword they set up. They, they, they set. They know. set the fiend on fire uh, in December last year. Yeah, they burned him to a crisp at uh, what was the, that? The, the December show, whatever it was. Whatever it was, TLC. Oh, the only reason I remember that is because we had we had guests staying with us for Christmas time around that time, and I and, and they walked in the room and went, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't have time to explain this." I'm taking you know what? Here. You know what? I hate that Hell in a Cell is the name of a pay per view. I feel like you do Halloween Havoc. It's a freaking cool name, and you just have a Hell in a Cell match on Halloween Havoc. Feels more organic. Yes. I think that's the way to do it. Halloween Havoc as an NXT pay-per-view, nah. You yeah. you pop a little rating for NXT, but I think you could do way more as a uh, main roster pay-per-view. I used to love yeah. Halloween Havoc, MGM Grand every oh. year. It felt like a big deal. One of my favorite awesome. pay-per-views of the year. Back I loved it. I love Even the though the like the, when they did the spin the wheel make the deal, some of those were crap. But uh, oh, the old ones, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cody in the chat says, "Can't wait to see the Giants destroy Denver Saturday." One hundred, one hundred. Wow! All right, it's trolling. And then we also have in the chat, uh, Samuel says, "We are one week away from heel Drew slaying people with his sword." I hope so. I, <laughs> I want to see him just go crazy. I think. I if you're gonna bring the sword to the fight, you gotta use. The we sword. had someone burn someone to death. I guess you could. <laughs> I was just gonna say too, uh, when the fiend got burned and and Justin had family over, I'm sure he was like, "Thank God Lily wasn't on screen." Right <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, we had Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley team up versus Tamina and Natalia in a women's tag team title match. Uh, it was a new matchup. It was fun. I hate these. It wasn't a title match. It was a contenders match, uh, which is the worst thing in all of wrestling right now, in my opinion. Uh, another example of oddball tag teams getting together. Uh, Justin, how do you feel about Ripley and ASH? I love Natty, but next, I don't care. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing more to say. There really is nothing else to say. It is, it's, just, it's just cringeworthy. Rhea Ripley, her whole gimmick, her song is This Is My Brutality. She should not be teaming with someone that looks like a kid wearing a superhero outfit. 
And, and this is no offense to Nikki Hash, but that it just doesn't fit with her character to me. Yeah, it feels a little bit like, what do we do with these two? And this is what they got. Um, Sucked. Yeah, I, nice. I, I, th- I think that covers it up. Uh, don't worry, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pick things up with Moist TV. Uh, we get Karrion Cross backstage, and Ugh. he's no longer a gladiator. But then the match starts, and he's suddenly a gladiator. Uh, he he looks like he's in demolition. Yeah, yeah, exactly like demolition. Uh, Mike, my, my, so he gets a dominant win over without the cool entrance music. Without the entrance, yeah. Ugh. yeah. I, like, I, you know, it's it's a weird thing. It, there is a there is a if if they cut away, you know, they should do this, Dan O'Brien. If you if you're a regular uh, fixture in the format of where you come out and you do your entrance and they cut to break before your match and they say come back next, Dan O'Brien's going to face so and so. Like that's that shows faith in you because they think they, they that you can hold the audience. They're not even trying. They're carrying Cross, who has a very interesting entrance. Even though the entrance is not as cool on Raw as it was on NXT, it's still it still is different. It still stands out. It's it's you know different than anybody else they have. And every week they make For a point. For this week only at Sprouts, make any purchase in store. <laughs> <laughs> this is they... a Hello Fresh podcast, Ross. <laughs> um, they make a point of like. They don't. They don't even show us his entrance. We got like a you know you get you get ten seconds of him, and then rather than cutting the commercial first, what do we decide to do? Let's cut to the commentary desk so we can promote the Connor's Cure in the September month. And mind you, I live here in Pittsburgh. I have been part of Connor's Cure. I, I knew Connor. I was there when Connor met Daniel Bryan and Kane for the first time. I love Connor's Cure, but it is a little out of place to have this carry across character. And let's just then switch to the desk and tell Jimmy to start talking about Connor's Cure. Let's roll that video footage and then come back and say, "Oh, coming up next." Like it's just they're doing no favors to this guy who is interesting. He's got a great face that tells stories and emotion. Let's put him under a mask then when he comes out. I don't get it. I'm glad he won decisively, but I don't understand all the other handling. I would rather watch somebody have a really cool two-minute entrance and have them have two minutes less of the in-ring bell-to-bell stuff because, to me, an entrance will tell you all you need to know. I am sold by the entrance. I'll let you figure the stuff out in-ring. Entrances sell to me in the character. Let me ask you this. If he came out to this... If he came out to this... That would be pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that in so long. <laughs> it's so good. My workout playlist. It's not. So good. Workout playlist. That's when Raj is uh turn turn the shades down, light the candles. Dude, I I have my I have my share of. Yeah. Forget the, forget the Justin Timberlake. He's little oil, demolition. little baby oil. Let's set the mood. <laughs> that's that's the blue. Put on the demolition theme. So come on, honey. That's the blue. That is the HelloFresh dinner, the Manscaped prep, and the Blue Chew execution. It's That's all. It all ties in. It's all. Delivering it there. Oh, so. Uh, but man, I, I just thought uh, it, it, Karen Cross looks more and more ridiculous by the week, and then that promo that he did, where he's smiling and he's happy, and then he's mad. It just you you look at the crowd. It's not working. And at some point, it's like, where the fuck do you draw the line and be like, hey, it's time to to switch. Stop having this guy in this gladiator dress or whatever it is, you know? 
Raj, I saw on Twitter you said that give me four weeks and I'll get four weeks crossover. Three. Let me ask you right now. Let's mm. say they said Raj, you're in control of what happens with carrying cross starting now what do you do to reverse this how do you okay fix first off you get rid of the the straps the what the 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 fringes on his tights yeah and then you just have him beat the holy shit out of somebody and you bloody him up like in yeah. the, like officials are running the ring they're trying to stop him he won't stop then the next week he starts to do it again people are trying to stop him and and you know, it's just chaos. No one's able to get this guy to stop. Now, finally, the third week, he's doing it again. And then you have whoever, Keith Lee or, you know, whoever who's going to finally break it up and you got your feud. But, yeah. Yeah. Especially because it's someone like Reggie first, someone who we all love. And then Karen Cross just beats him to a pole. Ooh, I think yeah. then Jeff everyone... Hardy, I think, is more, you know. I, I... I'd want him far but th- away that's from been done. all the people who he's associated with so far. Yeah. Uh, Justin, my question for you, I want to follow that up with, is there any wrestler who could come out in that outfit and pull it off and make that look work without totally just no selling it altogether? Like, is there anyone, like if the rock came out in that outfit and didn't, <laughs> and, and didn't no sell it actually came out like it was his real outfit. Could he make it work? I, the outfit's just one portion. No, he couldn't. No, the, the I don't problem, think anyone could. It's just, the, it's just, it's just the general. I mean, it, it goes back to the very beginning of him losing. You know, and and it just, it just overall, it, it, you can get past outfits and things. It, it's, I don't can know. You? I, can you? Can yeah, uh, right, you? You get rid of it, but you no, don't get. Me, no, <laughs> well, me, look at it this way. My armchair booking when they brought Cross in, right about the time they did, and then my armchair booking was. You know, Cross shows up. I, I can't remember. How, I had I, I pitched this once on one of these podcasts. It was basically like if, if you had Cross TikTok TikTok. You know, have Cross come in, beat a Jeff Hardy, beat a few people for a few weeks. TikTok TikTok. You know, fall and pray all the shenanigans. And and if you had a if you had a a Goldberg who's or, or reverse a Goldberg who's next, and you get a tick. Like my point being, if you immediately thrust Karen Cross into dominating for a few weeks, and he's immediately into a high profile match with a Hall of Famer and Goldberg, and somebody who, by the way, Goldberg could lose, and there's no you you hurt right. nothing. All you do is elevate the hell out of Karen Cross. Goldberg still Goldberg. He's, you know, you have Cross almost try to manufacture his own undefeated streak. He never lost in NXT, so you that, that's uh, that's what the pitch was. You have uh, you have Cross playing off the fact he's never been pinned, and then you can tie Goldberg into that. And that was your SummerSlam match, and then you find you do you know, Lashley and Brock as your as your big marquee advertised title match. Cross can come out looking like Demolition. It's he's still okay though because everything still matters. He takes that stuff off, bell rings, and this is mattering. The story is mattering. So my point is, the the, the, the gear is the, the killer. It, it's just, it's the whole picture that has just killed us, you know? Not that there's anything wrong with Devolution. And we'll find you! There's nowhere to run! The demos will get you! Pain and destruction! Is that our middle name? Who did their? That's. I mean, Jim Johnson was hired in the early '80s, so he had to have done that, right? He had to have hired. Yeah, yeah, that was that was Jim Johnson. Yeah. God, what a what a great time to enjoy. 
What a great time in wrestling. Demon hey, Diva is way, just hey. confused as what what is going on. Well, she's gonna, she's going to be even more. We're confused. off the rails. Well, if, 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 yeah. if Issa just jumped in, she's going to be even more confused by my next comment. <laughs> Jokes on us with the population numbers. City of Henderson's Twitter has twenty seven hundred followers. Oh so, wow! Ah. So I got I got them beat. Yeah, yeah, shitheads. They have a Twitter. They have a, the city of Henderson, Kentucky, has a Twitter and Facebook. No Instagram, no TikTok, nothing else. Wow. All right. So let's see what their Facebook numbers are. I'm surprised I'm, they have internet. I'm I know, me too. <laughs> uh, Raw? Are we, are we talking about Raw still? Can we, can, we do, can we do a remote from Henderson, Kentucky? Can, can we, we just a, talk? Can we do more demolition? It's just, this is the demolition karaoke podcast. For the rest of the uh, in the chat, we have Jack says uh, Jack's positivity, <laughs> Jack's positive teddy bear, but loves the idea of Mortal Kombat finishes with the sword. The secrets of Jack Farmer, LOL. Man, you should have <laughs> watched like when when Lucha Underground was on. I was all about it. I love that show so much. Uh, so I feel like that fits right. In there. <laughs> then Mortal Kombat finishes it there, um, but. Uh, so speaking of Mortal, <laughs> speaking of Mortal Kombat finishes, Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair. I have to admit, this matchup, I thought they was, I thought this was great for what it was. I don't know how much of them was just blurring the lines. I don't know how much of this was all pre-figured out. But I love that they played up that spicy start with these two, really kind of going at it, and and Charlotte trying to get away, but then Baszler getting involved. My interest was peaked in this match. Uh, Looks like it's going to end up being Baszler versus Nia Jax, but uh, Justin, how? Like, I like that they kind of blurred the lines with what happened last week and and now this week. I don't fault. I can't blame them for that because that was like one of the big buzz things that came out of Raw was the fact that 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 their, that their match last week legit broke down for a sequence there and they were shooting. Um, so I mean, I guess I can't fault the company for like, all right, well, if we're going to throw out another repeat rematch as we do so often, we have a chance here to like do a quick little haha it's got more interest but the real uh, the shana stuff makes no sense i don't know why you know i don't know why she's turning on naya all of a sudden and really when it gets down to the root of it what i don't like about promoting the match this match the way they did this this rematch of our things going to come unglued it's the same reason why i didn't like raw underground because well now all of a sudden what you're trying to do in the same program is you're trying to say oh look at this thing over here Things are going to break down. It's going to get real. It's not going to be fake like that other stuff. This one's going to get real. Because then it just makes everything else go, oh, well, so everything else is just the – everything else is them working together and conjunct- – it's just, it, it, it's just a glaring it, – it, is, it, is, it screams of desperation, which is what Raw Underground screamed of. It screams of desperation that we can't – we're not getting over our characters and our stories and our matches in the traditional art of pro wrestling – so we have to scream. These 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 girls might shoot on each other. Check that out, bro. Hey man, you want to know what I think? You really want to know what I think? That's what I think. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get a copyright claim. Yeah, on I know. This podcast. <laughs> Thanks to you. Guys, don't report this. So, uh, <laughs> YouTube has an algorithm. They'll find it anyways. Yeah. Uh, after the uh, match, but, but I, I, I do yeah. think uh, it was 100% better than last week. Like, last week was a disaster. Clearly, 
uh, this week they were better. But I, I feel like if you're going to do a work shoot, you got to go far. Like, you got to have Nia just killing her outside the ring or something. Um, I don't know. I just thought you had you built some kind of weird interest from last week based on that shoot. That was legit. Uh, the whole Charlotte when they were slapping each other, that was real. And uh, I feel like you could have played it off of it a little more, but... You know, now we're getting back to Charlotte and Alexa. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I don't know if you guys remember the Cricket Wireless commercials where Charlotte was uh, trying to get her robe back from the little cartoon <laughs> character. I think I think the Cricket Wireless cartoon and Charlotte versus Alexa, Bliss, and Lily, big money there. I'm, I'm ready to see it. Uh, any takeaway? It's, it looks like Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair is going to be the title. Probably Extreme Rules. Jack, you should be muted for that comment for 30 seconds. <laughs> Kill me. You, you should be muted. You should be muted for the, the cricket wireless booking. I have, it's called Synergy. We're trying to work together with the sponsors. They're not our sponsor. <laughs> b- 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 book, not with that attitude. Come on. Book a, book, you know? <laughs> book, a blue, book Blue Chew in there or something, but don't. <laughs> I won't defend myself. That's. Uh. <laughs> Okay, uh, what, what, what is this Seth, here? Seth Reynolds says, Raj was in Colorado two weeks ago for a FanDuel fantasy baseball tourney. Loved it there. Does WWE need to get an older audience or keep the cash cow? I think the, the money is, hey, you know what, man? WWE has done such a great job of having kids uh, growing up on that product. And then, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, they're doing... They're having their best years ever, so it's kind of hard to give them advice when they're killing it as far as money goes. And, well, the money's not going to run out for a while. I mean, they have a lot of years left on the Saudi deals, and the Saudi deals, while they are under heavy PR scrutiny, gives them a lot of money. But, I mean, the TV deals are going to come up in a couple years, and so that'll be a little bit of a rubber meets the road of, like, where are they at that point? The stock has dropped like 30 something percent. And, like, you know, so, like, I mean, there are things. I don't want to say the money's going to run out. But they are going to be up for reevaluation, and you know fewer people are watching pro wrestling than there were, you know, you know. But they managed to milk every cent out of the those and rights fees keep going up and up. Yeah, yeah. Like NASCAR, they're they're way down in ratings, but they keep getting higher and higher on their uh, renewal deals. Yeah. Uh, well, this kind of leads into the next one by Michael. Next question, Michael. Uh, serious question: Will Raw ever be watchable again? Uh. No. No. Not until not until it's two hours. Exactly. I, I mean, it's. Uh, Jack loves it. I Jack mean, loves it. Jack's like, woo! He's got Jack, his. Jack I is it three times a week. Jack is lobbying. <laughs> Jack is at the NBC Universal uh, offices at least once a month, lobbying for a fourth hour. <laughs> Jack is waiting for this show to end so he could rewatch it. Yeah, I want to see it again, baby. Let's do it one more. T- one more time. <laughs> I don't see anything changing unless, yeah, those ratings, unless the, the networks start to give them a hard time, I don't see anything changing. But uh, uh, and, even, and the networks won't give them because even even as low as the lowest hour is, that viewership is still better than what a rerun of NCIS is going to get you. Right. What is uh, the only thing what I is see this? happening is if AEW was to beat them and then USA was to go, whoa. But uh, the dad of Chucky says, Raj is racist against evil dolls. Is that a thing? Can you yeah. be racist against dolls? 
I think that's a prejudice. Dollar. Prejudice. Prejudice. Uh, prejudice. Give Lily a chance. Anyway, how sad is it to see the talent chasing the twenty four seven title? And Holy fuck! Jeff Hardy was in the conga line chasing the twenty four seven title. That's I, I, can we not do something better with Jeff Hardy than this? They had mm-hmm. Cedric Alexander, Umberto Carrillo, and Jeff Hardy in that line, and, and Jackson wait. Riker. Don't forget Jackson Riker. Just wait till the <laughs> just wait till the Hardy boys get to join the tag division of AEW. Oh my god, yeah, because Matt Hardy's he's fledgling too in AEW. It's not like he's doing that great yeah, either. I, I, I said this last Wednesday, I, real quick. I, I love Matt, but the the, the stuff in AEW with Matt hasn't been the best. But so eventually, whenever Jeff's contract runs out with WWE, I mean, imagine the, you know, imagine adding the Hardy, you know, the Hardy. You know, we've seen the Hardy boys in the Bucks before, but not at the platform of aew that pop that the hardy boys got when they reunited at wrestlemania what was that like three years ago orlando orlando so that's yeah 20 2017 yeah wrestlemania 34 right no i have the number i don't know whatever but it was a a monstrous reaction so yeah and i mean i don't know it's weird because people love jeff hardy it feels like even if you had him Going out there and having a match with Cedric Alexander, people would be like, sweet, Jeff Hardy. How do you not know what to do with Jeff Hardy? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could have him literally just face off against random people, and people would be like, yay, Jeff Hardy. They do their, their, you know, like, I don't get it, but. Yeah. uh, Yeah, WrestleMania 33, it was the loudest pop I've ever experienced. It was insane, because that was like... 70,000 people all at the same time. It was nuts. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we talk about that uh, that line. We see the greatest hits of Reggie outside of the ring. He gets inside the ring. Uh, and it seems like the big debut, the big way that WWE decided to match Brian Danielson and <laughs> Adam Cole. Drake Maverick shows up, and he wants another crack at that 24-7 title. I like Drake Maverick, but it just felt like a funny timing for him to – make that debut uh i don't know anything to, to pull from that it, it's it's i mean i he's such an entertaining dude so it's cool to see him on raw yeah here's a guy who was actually legit cut as part of the first wave of pandemic cuts in in spring of 2020 and then they worked it into a storyline where he got he kept his job and like and that was like that like he was legit cut that was not a mastermind storyline he was legit part of the chopping block and then he managed to cut that emotional promo you know that he did on social because he was cut and, and then they worked him back in so like i'm happy to see a guy like him who's such an entertain entertaining guy like and he, be resilient and still there but yeah it's kind of like how random like like that's like again it's kind of like that's the best use you can find for a guy like drake maverick is to again have him be we've, we've already done this like like let him be the one little guy that has the big heart that can he's so entertaining i don't know I love Drake Maverick, but this twenty four seven thing is worn out. It's welcome. We it's been around that. for it's been around for three years. Yes, it, it's That's insane. Yes, like two years or three years, at least two. Uh, two, I think it's two. Yeah, it has to at least be two because it was around we, we, before the pandemic. Yeah, so. yeah, it was that summer of where they they tried all they they, they tried like the twenty four seven title. They tried like the third hour raw dark raw dark. raw after dark, which was yeah. a Cinemax, but it wasn't quite. <laughs> 
I mean, it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they tried all those different weird things. Yeah, and they, they the, tried the, the electric chair lasted electric one week. Chair, one week. Somebody, somebody <laughs> said. Somebody said like you know asked a question a lot they didn't like. They tried the. Sammy um, Zayn mentioned AEW, and I was yeah. like, all right, this shit's done. What was the thing? What was the other thing? Oh, they tried the whole the whole thing where like. Three guys can come from SmackDown any any given night, and three right. guys can go from they the wild card to, rule. The wild right. card. Oh my god! But then they started the invitation. Of, you have one that could do it every eighteen weeks, and as long as they don't do it three weeks before, you know, like that's kind of where it's at right now. If that like, they, that's why Baron Corbin was allowed to come on Raw a few weeks ago. Constantly. They really thought of like some very detailed rules for right. basically just to say this guy showed up. <laughs> and then to never bring up the rules again. Like, right. uh, uh, Mr. Meowpa says, uh, Attitude Era had shorter but more quick style matches according to Edge. Would this be better so we can see more variety? In yes. The yes. 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 Say, look, again, I, I don't want to poo-poo on work rate. Like, but yes, you are better served. If you want to give eight minutes to uh, a match in a segment uh, let's go 10 if you want to give 10 minutes to a match or segment you are better served letting each talent add 30 more seconds or 60 more seconds depending on what it is to their entrance and their overall interaction with the crowd and and deducting that 60 seconds from their bell to bell save the longer match for the pay-per-view that's where it is once people have paid and they paid and you have and now you have full control over them they've paid or they've subscribed or whatever the case may be Give them whatever you want to give them, but yes, do qu- it's look at Dynamite. I mean, it's actually crazy. Dynamite does longer matches, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, and they let the work rate shine. But look at how much they pack in on a two-hour show. Like, yes, WWE, quicker, quicker, quicker. Again, casual fans don't care about two or three segment matches. They just do not care, especially when it's a rematch. Especially they when don't. it's a match that has no stakes. They, just- exa- yeah, they don't. Quicker, quicker, quicker. Goo Goo and Gaga sells. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Vince Russo was always on to something. Some Goo Goo and Gaga sells. I agree, hundred to six thousand percent. If if these matches don't have stakes, keep it shouldn't be going past one segment. You know, it's, like y- yeah. you have you you've put in more people on the show, you showcase more people, and you don't need to be going multiple segments unless it's a match that means something and uh, i feel like just dragging like jesus christ this tag team turmoil match just dragging on for an hour and a half for a title that no one gives a fuck about you know and and to you guys's point the thing with the uh the match length and stuff i love good matches i love ones that tell stories but anytime there's a commercial break whatever you were telling me before the commercial break I, no longer applies you may as well pretend it never happened because I've never come back from a commercial break and been like, okay, yeah, that's right. He was working the leg. Okay. Now it's going, you know, you don't, you kind of, everything they were building towards gets thrown out and you start over. So it doesn't really matter at that point anyways. Well, and that's, and that, that, that is all they, again, they do that as a placeholder because they have to fill three hours. It's just time killing. If they weren't, if they weren't three hours, we would not see that. You know, that. How much of raw is legitimately, building a story and how much is just time kill and i think it's huh? probably 70 percent time kill yeah 80 percent actually maybe there's a lot of time killing there's a lot of the the you know they, they come out for their entrance commercial break entrance 
backstage you promo. You scared, uh, bro? Uh, I, of course I am. You've got great hair. <laughs> uh, hey, now that's that's not that's not fair. That's not fair. This is all I have. <laughs> uh, but uh, real quick, Dewdrop says it's time for a Dewdrop. Uh, Raj, don't don't tempt me. Dewdrop. <laughs> Uh, are you guys uh, are you guys interested in the dewdrop illusion? <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> you know what I oh God man I love Piper Niven they they're killing her with this thing, and by keeping her name dewdrop they're killing her. Yeah, like she I'll, needs it. It needs to be a Virgil kind of thing where it's like I'm breaking free and you know like I'm my name is Piper Niven and. They rush this thing so quickly that it's hard to get invested in it. But at least don't have her keep the name Dewdrop. Yeah, I mean yeah. she's one who I I heard that she wanted to go to AW several years ago, and she ended up you know staying with that, doing NXT UK and and, and such. And the, the the guarantee and the the knowing that WWE was going to be around and making this is obviously back when you know we didn't know what AEW was going to do before Dynamite launched, and I just sit here and think I'm like, man, she, she could be an AEW right now, yeah, and she could be somebody you know part of that women's division and not <laughs> performing not as Dewdrop. Well, here we are. I mean, that's the, all this stuff that's happening. I always think long term that's where it's going to become tricky for WWE is as they're re-signing people. I think of it like a like a football team and you have those teams like the Patriots that win all the time and so they can sign everybody because people want to be on a winning team or at least you know when, when Brady was there but uh then you have teams that have a history of losing and it becomes very difficult for them to sign free agents and I think the more you see Piper Nivens and carrying crosses and things like that the more people are going to go I don't want to be the person that ends up having to do that you I look at Adam Cole, right? Look at right. where he, you know, he's at the main event of a pay-per-view as opposed to an NXT. And granted, you know, look, NXT is very different than a main roster pay-per-view. You yeah. have 30 people in the crowd for an NXT. And now he's out there in front of a crowd of 15,000 people. And they're going freaking nuts. I, I, You know, I think you got to up your game. Yeah. Um. So we get to the end of the show. And I think this part, I was, I literally was on the edge of my seat during this part when we get to the very end here. Omos and Styles versus the Hurt Business. And Omos is just newsflash. He's a big fella. He's a big guy. Uh, he, I can't believe how little he made Bobby Lashley look when they stood in the ring together. I loved seeing these guys going at it, and I can't believe Omos let Bobby Lashley lay it out at the end of the at the end of the show. I don't know if long term that's the best thing, but for today in the moment, I was left like, "Wow, that was incredible." Uh, Justin, how did you feel about it? Well, just to wind back real quick. This was one of the biggest pops, if not the biggest pop of the night, when Omos gets tagged in and he steps over that top rope. And now, and mind, and the crowd was into this match. They were well behind MVP, being it's Miami and everything, and MVP's characters. Lashley, too. And and Lashley, yeah. Um, Almost steps over the top rope. And now it's going to be him and the world champion, Bobby Lashley. Asses got out of seats, and everybody stood up. I got up. (laughs) Raj got up. (laughs) Henderson in in Henderson, Kentucky. (laughs) 
Raj was me and Steve Austin. <laughs> Raj was headbanging to his demolition music, yeah. eat, eating Hello Fresh dinner. <laughs> but it was kind of like that. Holy shit! What what happens here? Everybody stood up. There was yeah. a, that. This was the most legitimate. Like, and that's a great testament to Omos. That is that is a testament to WWE and what they've done with Omos. Like, peep that, that he is somebody where if he steps over the rope, and now you got somebody who's a a worthy adversary and and Bobby Lat, you know, muscular, big ass build, tough, you know, U.S. Army uh, veteran. Ar- like people are like, yeah, let me see this. So that right there made the entire final segment. Um, so that's, I mean, I'll just say that that made the final segment. I, I you know, all right. So uh, what? Bobby and MVP are going for tag titles, and then Bobby and Orton are going for like, you know, whatever. But but the point here is. They got something here in the project that is Omos. Uh, the the thing that I really walked away with too. One, I agree with you on Omos, big time. Uh, but it feels like a few weeks ago we were saying who is a contender for the title. Everyone, they've kind of gone through everyone. But to be fair, over the last few weeks, now I could see Omos. AJ Styles is always someone you could put in that spot. Randy Orton, I could see someone like Matt Riddle getting up there at this point. And I don't think. Seamus, uh, Priest, or McIntyre are far away from it either. I think if this plays out right, and I know that's a, a big if, an Omos size if, you could have a handful of really great contenders for the world title. That would be very interesting to see. I think on Raw. And you know what? You have Omos. You know, you have Omos come out too. Oh jeez! <laughs> oh, way to cue that up there. Oh jeez! Yeah. Omos came out to that. Anyway, all right. In a, in a mask with a little just nails murdering, in front of it. Just murdering a joke. But uh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought, uh, you know, I thought this showed that the way WWE is building Omos is working because that anticipation when he stepped in that ring with Lashley, they were popping, and when he dropped Lashley, it was just like it was that holy shit. Uh, uh, response from the crowd. So I, I, I think it was great. I, I, the last ten minutes of tonight's RAW was strong. The other two hours and fifteen minutes was just nothing to me. It actually sucked. It, it was just like a, a waste of time. But what it wasn't that 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 high at the end was it strong enough to raise the average? No, just a no, bit? no. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of like in school when you slack off all all year and at the very end you're like i'm gonna study for the last test i'm gonna get an a on that and that's gonna raise my my average i'm gonna get through or was that just me <laughs> what do you guys think what was it did it lift it to that point i thought yeah, let, no. let, yeah let us know in the chats or uh in the comments uh uh, any, I mean, I guess that, that kind of does it for the show. Uh, any final thoughts on the episode? I thought it was different. I thought we had a, a few different things. <laughs> I thought things developed a little bit. I enjoyed it. I uh, thought it was a piece of shit. <laughs> Justin, you're the tiebreaker. <laughs> uh, but, but between this was great and new and a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, those um, are the two options. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Jack. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> You're on the piece of shit. Oh, yeah. It was the uh, the turd. The turd. <laughs> this I, I uh, you, you know, '90s wrestling kid name drop. I got to share a locker room with Henry Godwin this past weekend. 
This smelled like his slop bucket. Mm. That's oh. what this was. Uh, I, I will say, I will Jack, say. How, how are you so optimistic? I, I don't get it. I compare it to what I. I oh, uh, Enigma in the chat says Bobby versus Randy got literally no reaction for ER. Extreme uh, rules, I guess. Extreme rules. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, see, I, the thing with, when I watch Raw, I compare it to Raw. I don't compare it to all out. good shows. So, so I think I think maybe our bar is in different places. Uh, I will say, man, I, I I don't know what they could have done today to not like to make like. I don't how know how about not spending an hour and a half on a tag team tournament? You know that uh, turmoil. Turmoil. For a, a, a title that no one gives a shit about, you know, a one night tag team tournament would actually be kind of cool to see. But uh, if if, no, if you not. cared about it, well, yeah, you got we got to get we got to get there first. But see, that's the, that's where I'm saying where I come from is, I I know we're not going to care about. It. They're never going to make me care about it. So if I <laughs> if I use that as the if I put that on there as a, a qualifier, then it's never going to happen. I'll tell you what, if they ever launch the network a tag team only show. You can host that podcast. <laughs> I will. I'd love. To. I will guarantee you. I will not be on that one. <laughs> Nobody will be. It'll be Jack. It'll be Jack. That was great. That was so great. It'll it was Jack. great. It'll it was be, great. Lucha House Party <laughs> tore it down. It'll be Jack and Mayor Steve Austin from Henderson, Kentucky. Steve Austin, it's Gray Mayor, it's Gray Mayor. I found a picture of him. He looks nothing like. Oh. Oh, ah, okay. shit! That's disappointing. Nothing. He's yeah. white hair. You know. Oh, jeez. No. Does he look like he could drink two beers at the same time? No, he. Uh, no, he's kind of a. He looks like a one scotch and soda kind of guy. Ah, jeez. Oh. But will he at least disappointing? At least hit a stunner. Uh, no, he looks like he break the hip, but he did a stunner. <laughs> Uh, Jose says, Raj, Trump this raw. This was the worst episode. This was the worst worst episode. It was the worst. It was crazy. It was so bad. I watched it and I said, what? What's going on? It's such a bad episode. That's all I got. (laughs) Raj. Lil Dua MME says, Raw is clearly tanking for Cable Stevens. (laughs) That would actually be great if the, like, the general manager. That would be. Let's just throw everything away until Gable Stevenson signs. I, I, I was thinking it'd be funny if they didn't know how it worked and they thought it was like the draft, like the the NFL draft. Like, no, if we get the worst ratings, we get the first pick. <laughs> <laughs> so tank, so we can pick him. That is a big deal, though, that they got him because like everyone wanted him, and yeah. uh, you know, who's everyone? Uh, UFC. Which is, you know, that's that's huge yeah. right off the bat. And then college wrestling, they wanted him to finish well, his senior year. Okay, so look at the fucking options there, Gable. You can either go continue to wrestle for free at amateur wrestling. You can go have to get hit for real and make only more money if you win. Or you can get paid the same amount whether you win or lose while not getting hit for real. Real fucking hard decision. But how much, how much did Brock Lesnar's... Uh, value increase by going to the UFC. Well, but he's a one. Yes. He's, he's a generational yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. Sure, sure. A generational guy. Again, <laughs> I hate the I hate the F word. I always I prefer the P word, predetermined. Mm. I hate the F word of fake. I, I hate the, have, 
if you have the option of get paid pending whether you win a real fight or not, or get paid this no matter what, and you get to have a predetermined, agreed upon fight, this should be a no-brainer. I don't know, man. I like, I like the the juice, the juice of a real fight. <laughs> the juice, the juice. I I've actually never been in a real fight, so. Rob's in the fight at the, at the, at the Piggly Wiggly and Henderson yeah. fighting as a kid. It would, I, it would be a little, a lot of slapping going on. I wouldn't mess with anyone from Henderson. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, but you make a good point, though, Justin. The, the, the mayor of Steve Austin. <laughs> negotiating it's a lot easier i think to negotiate with the wwe if you haven't lost like three ufc fights in a row uh you know so if he could try ufc and maybe be good but if he loses it's a lot harder to backpedal and get that big contract from wwe where like brock you can make your money or like a cm punk you can make your money and then try ufc and if it fails go never mind i'm coming back <laughs> you know uh but, let's, get, yeah. let's get a couple more of these questions here. Yeah, anyone? What uh, questions? Yeah, right. what do you want to hear uh, Raj Trump say <laughs> <laughs> when Vince McMahon turns to you two hours before Raw goes live and he says, "What have you got for me? What you're gonna say, brother? Tag team mayhem, sir?" All right, all right, all right. I got a question for you guys. How long do you see Vince McMahon in charge? Oh, we'll be, we'll be long dead before Vince McMahon is gone. He just turned seventy six. I mean, the guy, look, the guy, like, and and you know, we we and Vince is one of the most. He's a real person, but he's like this. You know, he, he's never. He's made a legendary. Him. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. He is doesn't. Is he a real person? <laughs> you know, but he, he's a real. But he doesn't. Hey, Justin, um, have you talked to Vince before? No, I, I I've been with every McMahon family member. Same here. I, I've I mean, sat and had drinks with. Shane, I've, I've 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 sat with Stephanie. I've sat with Triple H. Uh, I've met Linda in passing. I, I never have with Vince. Uh, but but what I, what I was getting at, Raj, is that like, and I'm sure you're the same. I, I know so many guys. Probably Nash is probably the one that I can rely on the most. I know so many guys and girls who have worked and known Vince for so many years, and they and they know such a different level. They, you know, they, they they especially if they especially if they worked with him back in the '80s or '90s, they they got to like. It was when he still fraternized. Mm-hmm. You know, now, now he very much removes himself. He doesn't do that. But it was when he still fraternized. It was before the days of cell phone cameras and social media and, and the company being public. And like, so you hear this whole other side of him, and it's you know. But the, but then they say to you, like, look, you know, you might think he's a little out of touch or this and that, but like, this guy's gonna the work. I think he's not gonna stop. He's not gonna stop till he dies. And he's seventy six. He's in. You know, he he's, he looks better than most seventy six year olds. So it's like. Yeah, you talk. We we all talk about like what's the future of the company. We've been talking about what's the future of the company for the last like ten years. Yeah, ever since he stopped like actively getting involved physically in storylines. But the reality is, ten years has passed, and he's still working out like a machine. I mean, he he looks older, but he's still, you know. So it's like, I don't know how we can keep hypothetically booking, right? (laughs) The post yeah. Vince era because, like Jack just said, he might outlive some of us. I don't know. Yeah, probably, I, I think he will. <laughs> I have a feeling that if uh, if you were able to cut him, he, you peel away the skin and see an exoskeleton like a Terminator. 
behind the the, the <laughs> fake skin there. <laughs> I think he's a robot. I don't think he's a real person. I mean, Vince and, is... and Na- Nash Nash refers to him as an android. Yeah, uh, Nash has called him an android to me. He's like, he's an android. I mean, he's one of those guys that uh, I've always seen. I've always heard that uh, he he is a robot, but at at some point. The the next generation is not going to get that chance to move on. He's going to outlive them because I I don't see Triple H ever being in charge. Well, yeah, I mean, does does it look like Nick Khan is? The, I mean, that's what it looks like. Is Nick Khan is the guy? If, Tri- if anyone's going to take it now, I think that Triple H, uh, because of how poorly NXT did, um, I I just feel like his shot at one day taking over the creative of the company is gone. No, I think that, and I mean, I think, I think it's all, I think the reality always was whenever, whenever Vince was, if Vince was never not in the picture is that it can't be just one person. It has to yeah. be Nick Khan is in the boardroom and is somebody that the other out like in the outside non wrestling entities respect from a business standpoint to tell them what's good for the stock, what's good for, for right. the, for the, but for do the you think of, triple H is at but, the top of that pecking order? Well, I, it, ha- it has to be a two headed snake. It has to, there, you have to have an equal footing of the Nick Khan or whoever is again, running the boardroom and he trusts and lets the Paul Levesque run the day to day of the here's the here's the wrestling creative and the creative of our talent and characters and the stories. Mm-hmm. Nick Khan doesn't get to tell Triple H how the booking goes. Triple H doesn't get to tell Nick Khan. Uh, the, the, I don't see that man. I feel uh, like who's, who's that's the, the guy signing the wrestlers though, because it's kind of like a football. Like the coach mm-hmm. runs what happens on the field, but the GM is the one picking. And, and then you have, and then you have a lot of and then you have a lot of other political things. Where do you know where does Stephanie fit in as the daughter of Vince and the chief brand officer? What what say does she have? Where does Kevin Dunn, who oversees anything with TV, is he a Vince guy? Is he a Triple H guy? But like you know, where does he? You know, where, there's a lot of alliances that start to come in question. Where does John Laurinaitis fit? There, there's a lot of like. There has been a weird thing with Vince and NXT, which I I can't you know it's kind of like. It's like it's like when Vince wanted to wrestle his daughter or liked watching Eric Bischoff uh, make out with Linda and and uh, Stephanie, where it's just kind of like there's just something weird, something weird going on there. And him with NXT, it's just it's almost like he doesn't want it to Raj, I've succeed. To, Raj, you've probably heard the same thing. I have to think you have. I've had people there. Yeah. Tell like, people in WWE yes. tell me for a fact that sometimes Vince gets off on if somebody is getting over that was that is in no way of their plans or uh, or he thinks is like why is this person getting over he gets an enjoyment of like ha and burying them right well, hence the hometown thing or whatever like he actually he finds a he did that with Mysterio it, it is it is it is not the PR line. That he said in many documentaries and DVDs in the in the turn of the of the millennium, where he was like, and the audience made made the right decision as they always do. Mm-hmm. He does not truly believe the audience is always right. He believes no. the audience doesn't always know. They think they know, but they don't really know what's right. best for business. Right. And so this is our way to kind of like throw it back at them. And that's that's baffling to think that. 
Well, and that goes with the, uh, what I said at the beginning about AEW seeming so fun and WWE not seem, seeming fun. You go back a few weeks ago to Britt Baker in Pittsburgh and them saying, let's make it fun. Let's have her, let's, let's celebrate her hometown, all this other stuff. And to your point, you go to the hometown of, uh, of wrestlers in WWE, Rey Mysterio, they just get beat and you left me like, oh. I mean, Ali, just uh, in Chicago, just a few weeks ago. And it wasn't like Mace and T-Bar got all this gigantic heat and they rose to another level by beating them. You know, it was just like, that's what they know to do, is you just beat someone in their hometown. What did you guys yeah. take away from the NXT teaser real quick? The, they, they, that, that, this t- the, they're showing, like, it looks like sketches. It looks like a coliseum of, like, mm-hmm. chairs and rows really high and... Kind of the sketches look like it's brighter to where it's like almost like daylight coming in. Like, what do you guys take of these this this NXT promo? Right now, I, I feel like you. I don't take anything much from WWE promos because sometimes it's it, exactly what they were hinting at. Sometimes it's totally different. Um, I mean, I, I know a lot of people are like already burying NXT. I want to wait and see first before I I, I bury it. It, it. it does. Look You're not going to bury it, Jack. I know you. I, know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's the greatest thing ever. It's a game show again. Jack Farmer will be uh, ring announcing on September 14th. <laughs> we won't even know. Uh, but it's, I mean, it, I'll be honest. I didn't really like the most recent designs of, of NXT. I didn't like the skulls and the wings and stuff. So I don't know. It, it does feel eerily similar to the way AEW was when it first came out with the bright color paint splashes and things have you seen the the poster the nxt poster it looks exactly like dynamite yeah yeah we just lost wednesday roger right it's like the yeah. color splash and everything it's yeah uh yeah. you know what man i think nxt needs it oh the hardcore fans are gonna get on me but um it is the least successful show of the major shows as far as rampage dynamite raw and granted we're early with rampage but dynamite raw smackdown that SmackDown moved to Tuesday nights unopposed. It's still dropping audience year to year, whereas everything else is gaining. Uh, NXT has been, it hasn't been a success. So I feel like it, and I've always felt like it looked minor league. And I always felt like the look hurt the show. A lot of people love that look. They like that, you know, basement Five people are there, look, but at some point you're appealing to a television audience. You need to get more casual viewers or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Rest, you know, other wrestling fans, but and no, I they, agree. They weren't tuning in. No, I agree. Like you, you, and this is coming from a guy who like helps run an indie company that's been around for twenty plus years. That's produced guys now, guys and girls. Like I. I do think there's something to moving away from signing all the indie stars. I do think there is something to finding like really good athletes and, and, and just or just entertainers. But I also wonder if you're going to stay at the performance center, I don't care how you try to redo the setup. Like you can only do so much in the performance center. You can only get so many people in there. So again, it's, it's only going to look so big time. Like, if you're not going to take it on the road to bigger facilities, I just wonder, like, even in a controlled environment, to try to control expenses and control the situation, what, are you going to create, like, a gladiator coliseum at the Performance Center? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, bad timing. You just got Karen Cross out of there. He's your gladiator. <laughs> I know. <that's... laughs> 
Uh, Are you not entertained? Uh, this fucking guy. Joe. Break my legs and beat me with them, Raj. That's it. I will. <laughs> is, is there Raj, something to Raj, don't get just kidding. I, 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 I love Joe. Uh, Kayla Mick, by the way, in the chat, uh, had a, a super chat as well. Uh, going back to when we were talking about Vince McMahon, uh, how old was his dad before walking away? Vince McMahon's dad. How old was the senior? Oh, geez, that was the 80s. So. Uh, he, he sold in 83, right? That's when Vince Sr. sold. 83. Because Sheik beat Hogan. Or that was Hogan 84. beat Sheik in, in January of 84. Yeah. Hang on, I'll tell you. Hang on. So I, Vince McMahon Sr. Well, he died in 84. He was born in... Vince Senior was born in nineteen fourteen. He died at age he died in May of eighty four at sixty nine. Oh. So, so he sold he sold at sixty eight, basically. Oh. But his mom is she's still alive? She's like she's like a hundred. Yeah, she's like a hundred. Wow. Yeah, Vince Vince Vince's brother just died, Rod Rod, Rod McMahon. But Vince Jr. Is, yeah, his mother's like a hundred. <laughs> All right. Yeah, plus I mean he's he's taking care of himself. So, uh, he's, he's hitting the gym. So, yeah. uh, also, like I said, he's a robot. He's from the future. It's, he's going to be here forever. We will die of old age before he goes anywhere. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. Interesting times for WWE. Uh, Vince senior, Rosa. Vince senior, who was, um, uh, married in, uh, Henderson, Kentucky. As it would be. <laughs> ah, there we go. <laughs> Uh, in Vince's voice uh, from <laughs> Henderson, Kentucky, Demolition Raj and his opponent from Mobile, Alabama, Fuego Del Sol. <laughs> Is that not the best entrance song of all fucking time? I am seriously adding that to my, my workout playlist. Bum, 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 bum. Coming down the aisle from Henderson, Kentucky, Demolition, Axe, Smash, and Crush. Demolition! And Raj. <laughs> and Raj. <laughs> Axe, smash, and Raj. Uh, <laughs> Howard Finkel. Oh, and uh, weighing so in good. at 193 pounds from Mobile, Alabama, Fuego del Sol. <laughs> hey, so good. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I can't do any impressions, so you guys will carry <laughs> Carry the... I, I'm about to. I'm about to. I, I'm, I'll stop. <laughs> you didn't even start. You didn't even start. <laughs> my God, it's, uh, it's no good. All right. Back to Trump. That's all I got. All New got. Year and the Macho Man Randy Savage. That's all I got. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you got? Who do you got? I, I can't do impressions. I don't know. Dusty? I can do Dusty and Vince. That's, that's let's see. Let, let, let's yeah. hear Dusty. Daddy, got the, the Fuego. The Fuego. We, he's got he's got the soul. Sold like sweet sapphire. Sweet sapphire. The Fuego del Sol. Oh, she was, she was a pretty woman. The sapphire. But here we go. We got the Fuego del Sol from the Mobile, Alabama. All oh, the Mobile, Alabama. Oh, Flair and I sold Mobile out. We sold it out four times in the same week. I like it. Oh, yeah. That's it. To the pay window. 
That's where we go, Daddy. If you will, Jack Farmer. Jack Farmer, you got you got the you manscaping on the face, you pretty little man. Manscaping gotta... on the face, like a, like you got a dildo on the face. Cream will rise to the crop, and I don't mean the coffee creamer rush. You had me a dildo, brother. We, we've gone off the rails. Oh, <laughs> if anybody's going to see Elizabeth, it'll be a Jack Farmer. No one sees Elizabeth. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but she's, she's beautiful. I like to see Elizabeth. She's got a very... All right, never mind. We, need to, we, need, to do, we need to do uh, interviews with these people that's just uh, doing impressions of them and then have them uh, cut promos on each other in the future. But... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think, I think that, that about wraps the, it up. We're off the rails, but I don't think the train's moving anymore. <laughs> uh, nobody's and, still, nobody's still watching. Yeah, hang on, we're we're like at super high peak numbers. Yeah. Well, let's keep it going. Did you like, did you hear Dusty Rhodes and Randy Savage talking? <laughs> <Ooh, right> <laughs> Dusty Rhodes, you motherfucker. And, and, and Trump is interviewing him, apparently. He's uh, crazy. Uh, but uh, that does it for us. Uh, you're going to have to tune in tomorrow for the NXT after show. Maybe the last one as we uh, with NXT as we know it. I don't know. Uh, but tune in for that tomorrow with the AEW Dynamite after show on Wednesday. SmackDown slash Rampage on Friday. And, of course, again, this is all... The, uh, the the craziest news time in wrestling in as long as I can remember. So stay tuned to WrestlingInc.com. Jack Farmer, so pretty, Daddy. So pretty. Jack can you do this? Can you do this, Justin? Oof. Uh, Ultimate Warrior. I think it's just yelling. Yeah, I mean, it's... I'm about to try it. All, all, <laughs> I like, I don't think I can do it. All I can think is like the, the crazy, stupid ones that he did. Like the, yeah. the open the cockpit. It's just breathy and then snorting. It's just like weird. Hulk Hogan! <laughs> you do not belong to the same God and universe that I do. The yeah. elephants will trample their bones, and the yeah. birds will peck on their flesh. You will not ever know the air that Hulk Hogan and I breathe. That's all. Awesome. All right. Anyways, not good. Jack Farmer, um, send us home, Daddy. Let us get paid. Let us go to sleep. Let us take a shot. Oh, Jack Farmer. We gotta get out of here. Oh, you. Jack Farmer, as sweet as sweet sapphire. That's Justin LaVar. I'm Jack Farmer. We're out of here. There's a woman in the man's bathroom. Tony, there's a woman in the man's bathroom. We don't have time. Who you, you mother? This is where the big boys play. WCW. WCW. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.